Hey guys, uh, what's up? Happy Wednesday. So today I have Vanessa Nielsen from Encore Staging Services. Uh, she's a great stager in the Silicon Valley Bay Area. And we're going to talk today to Vanessa and just, you know, see what's going on with her, what's what she's been up to and learn more about her staging and everything she's doing to help real estate agents here. Hey, Vanessa. How's Hi, going? Matthew. Good morning. How are you doing? Good. It's a lot of fun. I'm excited to talk to you and just, you know, hear more about everything you've been doing. Yeah, in a short amount of time, but also just, um, yeah, it's been a crazy, crazy ride. <laughs> so what you been up to? Been up to now that we're back working again. It's been nice and crazy. I can't complain. Fulfilling people's orders every day and working Saturday and Sunday staging homes as well. So uh, we've been quite impacted, but um, that's a good problem to have. And so we're working through all of that. Nice. And then, you know, you got, when did you get into design and how'd you get into it? Um, about seven years ago, basically, I moved up to the Bay Area and uh, we back in Santa Monica when I had my real estate license a while back, which I don't practice. Uh, my broker and I, she did the listings and then I did the stagings for her. So and then actually at that time, the staging down there was kind of more limited. OK, let's just get some big pieces in. And that was about it. You know, but then I got to pick out, you know, the design of it, the chandelier, the couch and a few beds that went with it. So um, that got my feet wet. Nice. OK. And like what inspired you to just like, you know, from real estate, you I know you have a huge background. We can talk about that. But from real estate, um, what inspired you to get into the design part of it and to, be, to become a designer stager? Honestly, I didn't feel comfortable doing real estate, doing sales like that. And I was more creative. I've always been a very creative person. I don't know if being left-handed has anything mm -hmm. to do with it, but it does. It does. <laughs> um, so I've, I've always just been more visual and I took design classes and whatnot, you know, always love fixing up my places. So um, I decided that, you know, I'm going to uh, give that a try up in Silicon Valley and uh, Started with the first one and couldn't stop. So when you moved up to Silicon Valley about seven years ago? About seven, let's say eight years ago. Eight years ago. And yep. then you started Encore Staging Services? Yes. And then, okay, so you started Encore Staging Services. You got into design. You started working with uh, agents over here. And within that quick time period, you know, you're pretty much on top. And you, you've done a lot. And I've seen you in so many great uh, high-end homes. And everyone's always talking raving about you can you tell us more about like what's encore staging services and like what are you doing to do that so encore staging services is the uh the um home staging business and we service santa clara san mateo and have gone into san francisco and the east bay and in fact today we're in oakland mm -hmm. and last week we were in san francisco so um and this saturday we're in watsonville so, um, yeah, and we do that for our regular clients because, you know, it's not that they have listings here all the time. They can have listings somewhere else. And we, you know, try to help them because it's not transactional for us. It's a relationship. And so they have a need and we try to fulfill that need. Um, we have our core business, which is the Encore Staging, and we service you know, all the properties. And then you go into the luxury line, you got luxury homes in, uh, well, we did a, th a 13,000 square feet home in Atherton. So then we kind of call it Bravo. We haven't really fully branded that, but then on our t-shirts, we do have Bravo. So um, one day it'll spin off into its own thing. 
but for now, you know, we service all of the uh, regular and then executive homes, basically. And uh, we're, we're, we're at wherever anyone needs us. Nice. That's good to hear because then I know a lot of stagers are busy, but they're not everywhere. It's so hard to find great stagers and to make sure that they can help you regularly in any location you get, especially as an agent. Yeah. Uh, when you have a team and agents, they're always looking for the right stager that can help them service all the properties so they can have like a top vendor team. So yeah. they just constantly create that momentum together and you know exactly what's going on in every single listing you're getting. Yeah. It makes it so much easier than saying, hey, I need to find a stager for this location and one for that location and just gets confusing, you know, too much. Yes, exactly. And one thing is I like to partner with agents, right? So I become their listing partner. They'll go into listing apartments and they'll have me there um, just to kind of uh, solidify the whole experience of what the listing has to offer. Nice. I don't. I never heard of that. I never seen uh, many stagers go in with you on a listing appointment to you know get the listing and to also talk about staging design and services around that to help facilitate it. And it actually helps agents too to actually solidify the listing agreement. Yeah, absolutely. Because when it comes to design, they don't want to talk about design. They say, "Let's have a professional come and assess your place and see how we can spiff it up." Right. So their forte is the sales part. I help them with the design part. And I think that makes a lot of sense because in order to prep the home for sale, there's so many things that can be looked at. You know, does it need painting, a fresh coat of paint? Does it need light fixture updates? You know, what should we remove from the house if it's not vacant? So, so those are things that I can help assess. That's actually better too, because for example, you're you're giving a third party example, and you're coming from a design a stage staging experience. You know exactly what people want, and if a realtor tells it, I can say it. But at the same time, when it's coming from a third party, and you're validating what we're thinking about, and we know the kind of the same mindset as, yeah, you need to remove all these kinds of things we don't want normally here. Yes. Mm-hmm. It makes it easier to have that uh, conversation with clients. Yeah, and absolutely. And I don't expect agents to be on top of design either. You know, I went into this appointment with the seller first and we were discussing things. And when the the realtor um, showed up, then we walked through it together again. And so sometimes the realtor would be like, no, it's okay. You don't have to fix it. And I said, if you have the time and the budget, seller, maybe this is something you should fix. And so then between the two of them, they decide based on my suggestion, right? I'm fine either way if it doesn't get fixed, but those are my suggestions. And then in the end, the seller was able to find the time and the budget to make it happen. Um, And I know the concern from the agent side is that they want to get the listing on the market, right? To not skip a beat um, with the timeline. But the seller was able to make that happen. I sent the links over um, to what they should be buying. And then sure enough, you know, she had it installed and now it looks like the price tag that they want to get. And so I think that's very important if, you know, you have all the resources available um, and you want that high listing price, you want to make the home look, you know, like the price tag. Yeah, that makes sense. And I think that comes a lot easier too, because you're giving really good examples. You're probably showcasing the different uh, photos and videos you have of the changes before and after. Yes. And I see you have a lot of before and afters. And that actually makes sense. And it actually tells a story better than an agent just saying, hey, yeah, you should remodel this. It doesn't show me the before and after. Exactly. And value you can say in your experience, say, hey, yeah, that client, you know, did all this remodeling work and they actually sold it for a lot higher price, especially what the client wanted when they did these changes. And if you yes. don't, then you kind of understand here's where you're kind of at. 
Yeah. And especially like certain audiences. And I don't want to say that it's, you know, it's the men or it's the women who don't understand until they see the visuals. But a lot of them, maybe they, people are not in the design world. They're engineers or this or that. Right. And, you know, they don't look at the design. They don't buy furniture often. So that's where I come in to give, give them the fresh idea. But showing the visuals and showing the videos of the transformation is of utmost importance for me. So I think that's why I like to do a lot of videos and especially walkthroughs with agents in those videos too, because it actually helps them boost their portfolio. This is something they can share with the next client at the listing appointment, right? Or before the listing appointment, here's something, here's a service that I do, here's my designer, and here are the transformations that we did. Nice. That, that yeah, that helps a lot. You're you're creating a storyline for them, the agents, and by utilizing you and your services, it's able to create a better story for the agent in their presentation and to say yeah. have this backing to know that hey, I'm comfortable. I exactly. know my designer. I know exactly what yeah. she does. I know how she does it. She has my taste. She has better taste, and she makes it work really well. And here's what you get when you work with our team, right? Yes, exactly. Not only that, I think it's like a marketing thing, right? Because uh, people see the agent's difference in the service that they offer um, by just going beyond what everyone else is doing. Do you think most agents do that? I don't see a lot of agents doing that. And I do see, I like seeing the videos of them talking about the property, but I like just being a little bit on the cutting edge and say, well, let's have the designer come in here too. It's different. It kind of feels like HGTV. You know, um, I think having having the professional designer come in to, um, I mean, to boost the property is that you're selling the property and you're selling the design of it, basically. So I, I think that kind of really fortifies the whole experience. I think that makes sense. I think more agents and all of us need to re to remember that, like, hey, you, you need a whole team to sell real estate. You don't just be an agent, just buy and sell it as as is or, you know, have remodeling. But when you bring a whole design element and a design team to it, you're creating that kind of HGTV feel and you're making it so this house becomes like a dream home. And in that yeah. dream home, you can visually easily walk in, see it, have really awesome photos, videos, drone, 3D Matterport, staging, design. So that way, when you see it, everyone envisions is it easier because a lot of people yeah. don't have the vision to see it and of course we don't all do measurements and understand how to put things together in the right yeah. way to make it work throughout the whole house um you guys do you guys make it look awesome you know i've seen those homes it, it looks like magazine photo shoots too when you take photos of it yeah you know people get curious how the property looks like this how we got it to look like it and so to be able to share the fun part of the behind the scenes and how we're working i think you know makes them really feel more attached to the home and attached to the design so um you know it's not like oh that's unattainable maybe that's not my house but okay i can take maybe a uh you know, a house that needs to be flipped. And then, you know, Vanessa can come in and do this. And if she can do that, I can do that too. Yeah. And when is especially when you do that, it's, you know, it's easier and it's so much better and it's so much um, easier for those agents to have conversations with their clients, especially uh, buyers representing their clients. It's, you know, when you have it all laid out for them, they can say, wow, this home looks great. And the real reason it looks great is because you staged it really well. You made it fit well. You have all yeah. the furniture, everything, the color schemes, the, it's for sure you're basing on location and styles. You're getting inspiration for the type of home too. And yeah. then you're making it stand out, right? And one thing, uh, uh, an example I recently experienced is from an actual builder 
So we staged for the actual builder and the buyer purchased that unit. And the builder asked me, Vanessa, do you have photos of the staging that you did? Because now they have this empty space and they don't know what to do with it. So if you have the photos, then they can at least see what you did to that actual space. Can they come back and hire you to, you know, help them redo it? And you know? Yes, yes. And that's happened many times. So usually in the winter season, then we're able to do in-home design consultation and the actual installation. Nice. I think a lot of people need that because when you see that nice, beautiful house stage, sometimes you just want to, can I just buy all the furniture already here? Yes. Move, move right in uh, or replace some items. But when you, after it's gone, it's kind of empty. Like, ah, oh, I need to do this again. And I need to make it look like that. But I don't have that kind of uh, exact taste to get yeah. it back to where it was, you know? It's exactly. So I so know. And when we destage your property and I'm inside the space now and the furniture is gone, it has that sad, lonely feeling. Oh. Yeah, you know? like, oh, the, the story's kind of gone right now, but you're going to yeah. bring it back into the exactly. new story. And, you know, hopefully they can bring it back to the same levels you are at when you're designing it. But, you know, it comes down to whatever's going to make them feel like home. If they need to spruce it up a little bit, you know, take it up uh, another notch, then that's where I come in. But at least I have provided, I provided the inspiration with the staged furniture. Yeah. And perfect. And it helps. And I'm sure your homes are, uh, the agents you're working with are selling a lot faster, a lot easier. And they're seeing and envisioning it and they want it more than another home across the street. That's, you know, not stage or not stage exactly the same. There's a, there's a big difference between the there's a big quality difference. levels, right? Yes, absolutely. And same thing, you know, you got a car gets you from point A to point B, right? But then sometimes other cars get you there a little bit faster, or without problems, without mechanical problems, so things like that. So you sound you sound like a secret weapon to the agents in helping them get their <laughs> listings because you're little ninja. <laughs> <laughs> you are, you are, and it's working. I see a lot of top agents using you over and over and over again throughout the whole years, and that says that says a lot about you, your, you and your company. Yes, thank you. I mean, like I said, I like to make it very relational and not transactional. Um, Agents know they can call me anytime. They can text me anytime. I'm available. And then I'm there at the appointment. I'm there suggesting things after the appointment. I send the links to what I'm suggesting. Um, so just the, along the whole process, I, they have a buddy in me. That's better too, because you, you definitely need that team and collaboration because your ideas can help inspire the agent, inspire the seller, and help motivate everyone to get to the right same goal. And yes. make it so much easier. And you know, my excitement with YouTube, all my videos, that everyone wants to be a part of that too. And I think that is very important. So from the moment that I meet them to the very end when the property sells and on to the next property, I am there. So I've befriended lots of agents and that that to me is a lot of value. Um, that I provide. And it's it's just really important for me that I got friends in the industry. Yeah, I think you have a lot of friends here and we're all watching what you're doing and how, how you're doing it. And yeah, you mentioned too, like social media. So even before social media, like you were in marketing too, right? Yes, I did marketing and PR for hair companies and uh, consumer product, packaged goods. Cool. And yeah, I saw you, yeah, you're director of marketing and you're doing social media marketing. You're helping these companies grow and scale and you're taking part of that history and bringing it into real estate and your design, right? Yeah. 
speaking about your social media, you know, you, you've been doing a lot of social media lately. And I think throughout the year, I see so much more coming out from you and from the agents you're working with. And it, 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 I think it makes a difference. What do you think? Uh, it's a phenomenal growth that we've experienced. And hopefully that's helped my clients as well with their growth um, to pick up new listings. I'm, I, I started not too long ago doing all of the social, uh, you know, aggressive social media um, outreach. And uh, it's, it's, it's been showing a lot of growth. Our YouTube channel has blown up. Our social media, I think, has just really been in people's feeds. Uh, hopefully not too crazy. But, <laughs> but my, my thing is to actually show transformations. This is what I can do to your home. But not only that, you know, uh, partnering with the agent in there to help them promote, you know, in their social media efforts as well. So what made you do this change um, into doing more social media in 2020 and like changing from the years before you're, you know, you're doing your business and everything's going well, you're doing a lot of business. Why change in uh, 2020 to do more social media marketing? Yeah, that's a really good question, Matthew, because, you know, my focus before was just, I mean, as it always is, is getting the properties out, getting it done. But um, along the way, a lot of homeowners would see me in action and say, Vanessa, how come I don't see this out there? And then it was kind of like a little revelation for me. It's like, you know what? You're right. What I'm doing is super visual. And, you know, you see a home being built, but you don't see what goes on behind it. So I love watching, you know, transformations of builders and transformations of a garden, you know, from nothing to something. And so that makes sense in the staging world, too. But I think the other thing is like not only am I just showing my work, but I'm showing the work I'm doing for the agent. So that was actually my inspiration was to say, how can I show value to my clients? Nice. It it does it makes a huge difference too because now like your client said you're telling a story and you're actually putting it online you're giving visuals especially before and afters if you look at social media the number one inspirational uh, post on Instagram and other platforms is before and after photos of you know homes right especially that's why HCTV and all those other real estate videos yes. um, stations everything are so popular is because people want to see and be inspired by people who are actually doing and showing the before and after and the transformation, especially when you see things that look similar to your house, because like, wow, I didn't know you could do that. And that small ba bathroom, the small closet, you can change yes. the and then you can make that so much better by little things and different price points. You make a very good point because when people are just looking at beautiful photos, they're doing the oohs and ahs, but they don't feel connected. Yeah. So when you, yeah, when you see that little tiny bathroom, what it was before, they're like, yeah, that's kind of like my bathroom, but look what, what you know, can be done. So that is very inspirational and it's realistic. It is. And I see you do, you're actually adding a lot because I see, for example, most stagers online, they have a lot of photos of after. Everything's always after. There's never before. So no one is connected and no one knows exactly what all the work they put in. But yeah. for you, by putting in that work and showing it on social media, so showing it on video, YouTube, the before and afters, then you feel a part of the story. You feel connected. You feel like, hey, she can do that can I do that too in my house? Or maybe I'll call her and let her do it for me, right? Yeah, and you know, Matthew, there's a lot of homes that we do that are owner occupied. And so yeah. then I like to show the before and after of that as well, because those are not all of our pieces. You know, we do have a, a big warehouse full and we have a you know, nice inventory, but then we do a lot of homes that are occupied. And now we have to work with their piece and our piece together. And that is a very, very big challenge to make sure everything melts together um, but then still updating that home. 
And so that's one of our fortes is, you know, taking what's there and then jazzing it up even further. And so I like to show the actual transformation. Uh, homeowners can see like, oh, you know what? You know, she could probably work with some of my stuff too. And especially now during COVID where people cannot, they don't have another home to go to and they have to kind of, they have to stay there during the sale. Um, you know, this is a service that we provide where it's like, don't worry about it. Of course, on staging day, you have to be away from us because of the social distancing thing, but then we can work with what you have. Nice. So let's talk about that too. So like in recent economy, like, you know, the past, what, 84, 85 days, I'm already, I lost count of how long it's been, but you know, we yeah. had some in place. It's, it's a long time. It's almost three months now. Surreal. Um, how does, how has that changed for you guys, your business in the staging industry? Well, um, in terms of uh, doing occupied homes, it hasn't changed because we're one of the leaders in, you know, doing occupied homes or one of the few who still do it. Um, and then being able to, like I said, balance, you know, working with their pieces and working with our pieces. So it's still continuing and our schedule is, you know, crazy every day. Um, but I think people who were sheltering and couldn't do anything with real estate during that time, now that, you know, we're able to do real estate again, they're ready. So they've prepped for some time and they're ready for us. That's why the schedule is pretty inundated. Um, but, um, it's a good, it's a good indicator to, you know, it's good to let people know that we're there to service that kind of property because you don't have to vacate your home. What's the process like kind of? Can you walk us through like a quick walkthrough of what, yes. you, what do you do when you have an occupied home? So then I'll walk in with the agent or I'll walk in by myself to meet with the seller. And then uh, I bring my blue tape, you know, the painter's tape. I bring that with me and I'll talk to them about, OK, what pieces do they absolutely need to keep? For instance, their bed. That's very understandable. I want them to sleep on their own mattress. However, if they don't have a headboard or if they don't have two matching nightstands, I'll make that recommendation. I will bring it in, you know, to complete your look. Or if they have too many pieces, well, let's declutter the area a little bit. Let's do some space planning. So this cabinet can go into the garage. So I'll tag things, whether they need to stay or whether they need to move. So that way it gives them a game plan. Do I need to get a pod? Do I need to get a storage unit, you know, or do I need to make room in my garage? So every home is very different you don't know what you're going to get when you get in uh, in fact i just did a video on my appointment what happens at appointments so um but going back i go in and i tag things i talk to the seller and then they have now a clear plan as to what they need to do um to prep for the staging and sometimes based on my advice they actually don't need to bring me back because if they do what I tell them to do, they spruce up the area, then they don't need me to come back and it'll be ready. Oh, nice. That makes it easier. You're giving them a game plan either of, you know, decluttering, keeping their items and just making it sprucing up the way you think it envision it, where else you can yeah. add on items to their items yes. that they already have to kind of match the style and yeah. make it stand out a bit better, right? Yes, absolutely. Nice. And as, uh, especially now during COVID-19, we try not to bring in too many of our pieces just so you know, just so it's not mixing things right now during COVID, but inevitably it does happen. We do bring our stuff, which is fine. But um, for homes that already have nice stuff, I just help them, you know, optimize the space. Nice. Okay. And do you think a lot has changed in that regard in the last 80, to 80 plus days? Like what's the, pro the process has changed? What's changed? Our process hasn't changed, but I think people are realizing like, oh, you know what? I don't have to move everything out. 
or just depending on their comfort level, you know, or their situation, if they have another home they can go to, they empty it out, but they leave the stuff there without having to move it to storage. So we've come into so many different scenarios, um, you know, occupied homes, their situations and what they have at the property. And I've been seeing a lot more of that because I think all my videos out there are, you know, getting to more people, uh, reaching more people. And so they've been calling a lot. Oh, good. Uh, let's talk about that shortly. We're going to talk about YouTube, talk about social media and everything too. Another question about staging, just to kind of wrap that part up about staging is like, how about, um, do people need virtual staging? Virtual staging is very important, was very important, right? Especially when during that time for occupied homes, people could not even come in. Now it's loosened to where you can actually have people come in by appointment, of course. Um, and uh, so then that has changed significantly. The virtual staging has really helped people kind of visualize the empty space. I think in general, empty spaces are not going to help sell the property at all. Um, it's very hard. And the virtual staging is another step, you know, into helping towards the sale. Um, I know right after, you know, that it lifted for us to come work again, there was a property that was virtually staged and it was really staged nicely. But it didn't have the same effect because people came into that vacant space and saw no furniture. They saw a little printout of the virtual staging on the wall. It didn't make the same impact. People couldn't feel connected. So then immediately the day after we were able to work again, we got called in and we staged it and it sold right away. So um, virtual staging is very helpful. But if you need another step further and now that you know things have eased, home staging really does help people connect. Nice. Yeah, I think it's good that you can actually, you know, kind of blend things together, like especially when you can and you're able to uh, definitely stage it because that adds so much more value and physically being there to see it and touch and everything. But when you can't, then, you know, it is better to have option of virtual staging versus yes. no staging and photos online, especially photos online and even videos like, you know, pictures worth a thousand words, yeah. an empty room does not make sense compared to a room that is virtually staged and easier yeah. to visualize because people need help with visualization. Yes. And if I see an empty room, I'm just going to scroll through or skip that property. Right. Yeah. So let's provide some kind of value of either, of course, you know, staging if you can, and then photography, if not virtual staging at a minimum, yeah. uh, to get something of value so people can at least be more interested in learning more about the property. Yeah. And now well, once you're available, you can do it. Yep. One thing, Matthew, about that property that we staged is I looked at the virtual photo. Um, so let's say in the master bedroom, it had a, an additional piece of furniture there. Like, okay, this room is really spacious. When we actually staged it, there was no way that additional bench could have fit. So that's the extra step of being able to get into a home and seeing the furniture in place, right? It doesn't compare. It helps a lot. Virtual staging helps a lot. Don't get me wrong. But to truly see the space is, you know, when you want to have real furniture inside. That's true, because yeah, the physical measurements of, of virtual staging doesn't have physical measurements exactly. You would never know the proportions to make it work. Yes. You're basing it on a photo, and that's still great, but you got to disclose that, hey, this is a virtual stage. Yes. You got to make sure, because it might not be the same when you come out. So by you you know, mentioning, yeah, physically measuring everything out, putting it there, laying it out, so you can physically see, hey, I have a lot of room here. I didn't yes. realize that. Even for myself, when I did our house, I didn't realize for myself when we measured it, of course, you measure twice do it once but we didn't measure it properly so it came out a little not as good as you want and you're like ah oh, i should have done it differently next time yes. yeah? Mm -hmm. so. yeah so then <clears throat> that's why 
<clears throat> excuse me, my walk through there, I was like, okay, I can see here in the virtual stage, there's, you know, these pieces of furniture, but there's really no space to fit it. So it, you get reality, you get reality when you're there in person. <laughs> Nice. Okay. And then for the, all the vacant places you're going at, just everything back to normal for your, your vacant spaces, you're just keeping everything clean, gloves, mask, and everything like that. Yeah, absolutely. We uh, follow all social protocols and then we sign that PED form, P-E-A-D, where it says we're, you know, as far as we know, we're healthy and we're able to work and we haven't been affected. And uh, our goal is to um, make sure that home stays clean for the buyers or anyone going through. Nice. Okay. And are you helping to like, if um, a client needs help with remodeling, construction, design work, are you guys uh, having a team do that too? Or is the agent providing that team? Um, it could be either way. I do make visual recommendations like, okay, maybe you can try it like this. Right. And then they take care of it on that end. But I try not to go into too much of the construction. I just do more of the aesthetics. Okay. Nice. Okay. So uh, is that a design service or just part of your staging service? Well, you know what? It, it's more of design service, and I believe other stagers won't provide that kind of advice. But I know when I'm walking through a property and I see an outdated light fixture, I was like, please, I insist. Mm -hmm. I'll send you a link to what I recommend. It actually does take a lot of time on my end after going to the appointment and doing everything else to sit down and review that photo to send a, you know, a link to a suggestion. Um, but it's something that I feel adds value, you know, when you update the home with something, it just, it'll boost it even more. I think they'll remember that too. I think clients will appreciate it and the agents appreciate you giving the, like, you know, kind of sound advice. And when they look at it, like, hmm, she's right. She made all these nice recommendations and people yeah. actually visually see it now and like, remember, hey, she, she, Vanessa is the one who helped me with that. Yeah, and I'm very practical about it, too. I don't go and recommend anything grand, you know, anything out of budget, anything out of the timeline. That's why for me to review what the resources are, it takes some time, um, but I get it out and then people, you know, okay, this is a very practical suggestion. Now, let's let's talk about the fun stuff. So okay. I, want to talk to you about, I want to talk to you about social media. I see you killing it on social media right now. You're doing a lot and you're having a lot. It looks like you're having a lot of fun and you're having agents have a lot of fun too. Um, you want to tell us more about that? Yeah. So then, you know, it just is inspirational when I'm at a property or when we're in the middle of staging. I kind of don't come up with the game game plan because we're we're busy preparing to work. Um, and we're installing and then along the way I get some inspiration. I say, hey, come on over, let's do a video. Or if something where it's a project I know well in advance, I was like, okay, let's see what we can do about this, you know? But really it just, you get inspired by the moment and, and, and by the situation. Um, so it's really hard to plan things out. Like, you know, with HTV TV, you plan things out months in advance. We don't have that kind of option. <clears throat> we kind of go, you know, uh, impulsively, but it, it kind of works out when you're at a property, you get inspired and like, okay, let me spin it with this angle. So, um, and then I involve them, you know, it's like, you know what, let's show how the property was before. And the agent did a lot of things, right, to prep the home as well, let's say before even I come on. So they'll do certain things to prep. So they don't necessarily need me all the time. But, you know, when they do, it's fun to be able to be able to start from point A at that property and then end it together to point Z. So, um, yeah, I just come up with whatever, you know, inspiration that comes up 
and uh, we film it. And it's right pretty much on the spot. But sometimes we, we plan it. I think a lot of people don't film like a lot of people don't carry the camera or even carrying your iphone and our phone and you know filming everything a lot of people don't film they go oh i should have filmed that right i didn't think about filming yeah. that it doesn't become uh first nature to film everything you're yes. doing and create that yes. storyline but when we look back that's there's so many great stories throughout the day and so many things you can actually capture and if you just start documenting everything you're doing not creating content exactly but just documenting everything you're doing yes you make a very good point just get the camera ready and before i used to delete a lot of them and then i'll look back like oh those could have been good bleepers uh bloopers bleepers uh <laughs> yeah. bleepers 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 yeah uh, which I'm um, leaving in the video. But anyway, so yeah, it's uh, footage that you can capture. It's almost like uh, looking back when I didn't really take a lot of pictures of the kids. Now you don't have that footage, right? So yeah. it's the same thing. It's better to have and not need than to need and not have. That's very true. And like, I guess for you guys, do you guys carry your phones with you or cameras with you every day and just put it always in front of you? It's my iPhone. Exactly, right? That's all you need. I know a lot of people always ask to, especially on te and tech and everything, they always ask, what camera are you using? And what we, people say is like, it doesn't matter what camera you're using, as long as you just use it and have it in front of you and just bring it out with you every day. It's the one, the best camera is the one you carry with you, which exactly. happens to be a phone that you have. Yes. And phones today are good enough. They don't need to be yes. perfect. They're good enough to document everything you want. Yeah. And people will visually want to watch that anyways. And they like more raw data, more uh, you know, content rather than everything professionally filmed. Yes. And documented, yeah. You know? They're and not at the end of the day, I'm not a production company. You know, I make it look like I'm a production company, but I, 90% of my stuff is filmed on my own phone. I don't want to carry and lug around a lot of equipment. Um, the vlogging that I do, I do, I, I use another camera, but then in the end, that's, you know, still lugging another piece that I don't need to. So I even vlog with this too. I go back and forth, but most of the time, 90% of my stuff is done on my phone. That's the best way to do it too, because it's the one you carry. And a lot of people say, hey, I'll buy a nice camera and everything else, but they don't end up carrying it. They don't bring it with them. They don't want to lose it. They don't want to leave it in the car. They forget yeah. it. They <laughs> Unless you know how to use all the bells and whistles. I mean, I bought a nice camera, but I rarely use it because I don't know all the bells and whistles and it's not convenient for me. At the end of the day, it's not convenient. Exactly. So then that takes away a lot of time and a lot of focus. And if you're sitting there trying to like get your battery, your camera set up, trying to set up all up, you already missed the moment, right? Yes. And just be silly, be yourself. You know, if you can find someone to edit or you learn how to edit yourself, sure, that's fine. If not, just retake it and retake it until you get it to a comfortable level. And be showing your silly side is actually how people will connect with I think that makes a lot of sense. And a lot of people are afraid to be in front of camera. I'm sure, like, you know, when you first started too, the first day you started ever filming, I'm sure you're uncomfortable, right? It, took, it, it was took very time. uncomfortable. We judge ourselves. We're very self-critical. But in the end, people would tell me, Vanessa, you did great. It's fine, you know? So just get it out. Yeah, and a lot of coaches say, hey, you look the way you look. You sound the way you sound. Just do it and just be in front of it and just yeah. get over yourself and just yeah. get over it and just do just it. Just do it. Just do just it. Do it. it it doesn't matter. It'll come out nice and people will want to see you be out there yeah. and speak um, on camera, right? Yeah. Yeah, Matthew, you saw me in the beginning when we first met. I mean, it was like 
no, I don't want to do that, Matthew. No, I don't, <laughs> you know, and now I'm like, let's that. do it. <laughs> that, that was a really fun conversation with you and Mark, uh, just talking about real estate, talking about videos, talking about being on social media, talking about the things you're currently doing with you and your teams and how you guys can change it for the future and the things that could happen when you change it. Yeah. You know, life life doesn't wait for you. You just got to make it happen. HGTV is not going to call me. So I just got to make my own HGTV. Uh, But the number one thing is doing this to show, to provide value for my clients. Because who's going to be watching, right? I'd like my my clients to watch. And and that's the number one thing. Exactly. Not watching it myself. You're making the videos for yourself. You're also making it for your clients. They're going to see it. You don't have to watch it yourself, but at least, you know, you put it out there and you're just putting your yeah. best foot forward and people will notice the change progression that you're doing to make really great content for them. And even back in our conversation, like I remember talking to you and Mark about it. I was like, what happened after that conversation? what did you guys do? So after that, we're like, okay, how do we go about this outreach? You know, um, and we're like, let's just wing it. Let's just do it. Let's make it happen. So then we did some videos together in my studio. And then we were just, you know, I was really uncomfortable. So uh, we had to do a lot of cuts and edits. But then I got more used to it. So just do it is the number one thing. And being consistent, right? You have one video out in one month. And then two months later, you have another video. People are going to forget. It makes zero impact. So I'd rather do nothing and do nothing or if you want to start it, just keep being, uh, keep getting it out, and it, you'll perfect it in time. But right now, just get it out and get it out regularly. How many videos have you done in, the, in this year so far? Gosh, I can't even remember now. Uh, during COVID nineteen, for that month and a half of sheltering in place, I did more videos than I ever did. So, and I thought I wouldn't have any content, but I actually did. So I filmed a lot. Um, and now that we're back, I have all the properties to film. So coming up with content, different content, whether it's content about the property or content about me vlogging, um, those are things I'm trying to balance. But my goal at the beginning of 2020 was to do 365 videos. Wow. So, um, and that doesn't necessarily have to be YouTube videos, right, on my channel. I'm not anywhere near there, but I think the little snippets that I did on Facebook, LinkedIn, Instagram, um, they all add to my goal of 365 videos. Oh, one thing I'd like to share is that the videos that you're doing, don't focus on, or here's a tip, right, that I'm going to share with people. Don't focus on doing it for YouTube because right now your audience is where you're socializing with them, right? If you're connecting with them on LinkedIn, if you're connecting with them on Instagram or Facebook, then do content for that platform. And I think that's super, super important to focus on because once you have content for that, then you can start talking to people about that content to connect with people. So if you're here trying to do sales, trying to get more clients, focus on that one or two platform and do it well. That makes sense because, like for example, a lot of people are on Instagram. Then you start need, you start needing to do more Instagram stories and trying to build that uh, portfolio on your Instagram. If you're on Facebook, you know you got to do your Facebook videos. You got to reach out, do Facebook re- and lives, yeah. and create that platform. LinkedIn yeah. for people who are LinkedIn, um, you can't do a LinkedIn live unless you're like kind of like celebrity level. But at least you could you know create videos and send it to the right people, post it there, share it through yeah. YouTube. YouTube is a long game. YouTube will take time, but you can build up a huge following. Yeah. 
that yeah. and there's so many people it's a number two search engine so yeah. you can build up a lot of great content there and become the number one search uh, yeah. about for your industry yeah and if you have a good game for youtube but in the meantime you know do your video on your phone do a minute two minutes right get the content out you know share the value that you have um, the knowledge that you have to your audience but another thing i learned is just because you post that video and you just leave it there doesn't gonna it's not gonna get you anywhere <clears throat> excuse me so you have to do an outreach so yeah right? making videos doesn't matter if no one sees it right if no one sees it so you gotta not only publish it but you gotta promote it and by promoting you don't have to necessarily do the sponsored ads or anything like that excuse me <clears throat> you just now have to talk to people on social media yeah i think like you know creating the content is one part of it and a lot of people overthink content so what people need to do is just create the content like just grab your phone press play press record start recording and then just you know send it out to everyone if you need to edit a couple seconds here and there edit it yeah. out but you need to send it you need to engage you need to send it out to everyone they need to know what business you're doing what industry yeah. you're in and to yeah. talk to people because for the majority majority of our people are not even on video at all they don't want to do Zoom calls. They don't want to do yeah. video. They don't want to do FaceTime. They want to be hidden from visually seeing you. But right now, especially now in 2020, you need to be engaged. People want to see you visually, want to see you live, want to see you engage and just have conversations, right? And be, you know, yeah. be, be a parent. Yeah, yep, exactly. Sure. Yeah, so, so build it and they will come is not really true. You build it and you got to promote it. <laughs> and it takes a lot more promotion than it does creating the video itself. Yeah, you yeah. Like 80% promoting it. 20% building the one video and that video can be one minute, two minutes, 10 minutes. It, it matters, right? Yes. So kind of that too, like in your videos you created, like recently I see you're growing so quickly on YouTube now and that you mentioned on like May 14th, you mentioned you hit a thousand people, but today I was just checking and that's less than four weeks later, you're already at 1800. You imagine that amazing trajectory you're getting going up now just because of the, the content you're pr promoting. Yes, exactly. And the content you're promoting and the YouTube is such a beast in itself that I'm still trying to learn. Um, you know, the content has it's like SEO, right? What are people looking for? So people are looking for something to help them solve a problem and or to be entertained. So <clears throat> you got to have that kind of content. And then now you got to be strategic about that content, right? What are the keywords people are punching in? So you want to be able to, you know, have your video talk about that kind of content. Now you have to name your title and your description. There's just so many technical things that you can optimize, not only on the back end, but the, the content of your video. So that I think is like when we have time, we can go into YouTube, you know, <laughs> strategies. That's crazy. I mean, I'm learning all of this nowhere near, um, you know, where I'm trying to get, but we're working towards that. YouTube is a lot of fun. I actually, I actually enjoy it. Um, I'm right now. I'm training some, coaching some of my uh, agents here, and then I'm, I'm letting them do the video, letting them do everything. I'm just giving them secrets of here's everything you need to do one by one. And yes. the first step is, first step is always just make a video. Don't it doesn't matter. Just make a video. Keep posting videos throughout. Yes. Don't stop posting. Yeah. After, after that, you can always go back. You can always clean everything up. You can always improve everything. You don't have to say, yes. "Hey, one and done." And yes. by doing that, they feel less. <laughs> overwhelmed and they can just start yes. on the first thing and once they get used to that first part of it then they can go back and add and improve and yeah. like you talked about you know titles matter descriptions matter keywords matter um there's so many things inside all the different parts of it that matter and 
I always tell them, go back later and just improve it later when you have time. Exactly. Yeah. Just do it. Just get it out and be consistent. Just keep trying because as you know, like anything, the more you do it, the more you start perfecting and feeling comfortable. Yeah. Even one of my agents, um, she's doing really well. She already, I told her, I gave her a challenge like, Hey, let's do one video a week and just keep posting it. And she goes out in the first week, she makes 10 videos and the 10 videos are actually really, really, really good. And like, she hasn't slept that. She hasn't slept at all. She's just making all these crazy <laughs> videos. I'm like, okay, you just blew my challenge away. And, but you know, don't burn out and make sure Fantastic. you still have content. Fantastic. You know? yes, she already exactly. like a, almost a hundred subscribers in the first week or so. That's amazing. So yeah, just keep up that momentum. But yeah, I know what it takes to do all of that. Zero sleep. You know, your mind is just constantly thinking about it. But you know, it's like anything you want to succeed at it. You just keep going at it. Exactly. Let me hold on for a moment. Let's do this. I'm going to show one of your videos right now. Ah. <laughs> Ready? Let's go. Ready. So this is going to be a non-traditional way to enter the apartment. Hi everyone, I want to share with you my very own apartment. We were fortunate enough to have an unusable space we converted from just a basement into a place I can relax when I come home from a long day. So I'm gonna show you inside and tell you about all the transformations that went on. All right, that's a quick video. I, I took a snippet of this morning. Uh, I just want to share that because it's, it's really impressive to me and everyone else out there who's watching it. <laughs> Thank you. Oh gosh, that one, that one was done well pre-COVID and we tried several different ways. As you can see, there was like a twin in there. So um, there's my little one. <laughs> nice, nice. So there was a, a, you know, me cloning myself to show like, okay, this is a real Vanessa staging and there's this, you know, assistant who's a little bit lazy. So. Exactly. So even during that time, like that video is so fun. It's so energetic. You could feel the tonality of it and how you're creating a momentum and just a movement. And I would say that for the majority, most people are not even doing videos nowhere near this level of quality, right? Yeah. I mean, it just, this was after several videos. So, you know, um, you don't get to this point until you've tried many different ways. Exactly. You need a lot of content, a lot of time, a lot of building, a lot of learning. and. Yeah when you're doing this, then you start having all this content. You can look back and say, hey, I actually can put this all together now and piece everything together and make one whole story. Yeah. And that story you made, you see how much traffic you got on that? I see over, well, you posted like less than, uh, less than a month ago, it had like 5,000 hits or something. Yeah, it's, so, it's crazy. It's going yeah. way more faster than your other videos. And we could talk yeah. about that too. We could talk about how your each video is different and how the channels and how the growth trajectory is based on the quality of the content, the titles, and how it makes sense, right? Yeah. Hey, you're on Facebook Live. <laughs> yeah, Facebook Live. She she's a star in a lot of the videos. I know you're you are a star, and I love. I saw you on the video, and you're doing a great job showing these homes and what everything's going on. Right. You know, she went to stage with me when she was eight days old. Wow. So um, she's a big part of you know um, how my motivation. And there's the other one. She oh. also she does she helped me film. 
So during COVID-19, the video I did on the OCD of, you know, don't touch my stuff when I'm done staging with it, um, she did all the filming. She so did. these are yeah. my marketing interns. Perfect. It's perfect time to train them and teach them from day one when they're born, you know? Yeah. And so also, you know, you don't need a lot of resources, right? <laughs> you look at look around you and see what you can, um, who can help you. And they actually have yeah. good perspective too, because they're coming at a different angle. So they have yeah. a perspective. They can show yeah. you different viewpoints that you don't see yourself. And yeah, exactly. They're it. short, so they hold the camera a certain way, and then they actually ends up looking nice. It it does. And I was like, I'm surprised how good of their pictures come out and video comes out. I'm like, huh, you actually got a good angle. You shot yeah, it. Yeah, exactly. I'm gonna I'm gonna so, use that. Yeah. <laughs> All right, I'm not, I'm not paying you, but I'm gonna use your video <laughs> content and make it add it to your, your your newborn, your baby. Yeah. How to do it. They're gonna be on there, exactly. So yeah, like you know, that's amazing how much how much you grew already. You hit eighteen hundred plus, and you know, the faster you keep going up, and the more content you keep putting out, the faster you keep growing. Yes, the algorithm likes, um, you know, YouTube likes seeing that you know the fact that you have more content out there. You know, people are engaging. Well, then this popular this video must be very popular. So let's share it with more people. Let's suggest this video to other people looking for similar content. Yeah, and I think one thing people don't realize is that it's not like I'm gonna post one video, it's gonna go viral, and I'm gonna be a YouTube star. It doesn't. It's nothing like that. It takes years. Even the yeah. top celebrities, yeah, how many years they put in to do this? Yeah, and some people have four or five plus years. Uh, even like Gary Vaynerchuk and everyone, they put a lot of years into it, and they used any camera that had they had in front of them, but they just made the yes. content. Exactly. But once you start doing it, but I heard from uh, another YouTube uh, celebrity is that you know you need to put over thirty six pieces of content out on YouTube before it even matters. Everything before that doesn't matter, but once you get it, it'll start gaining, and all the past videos you did will start gaining with you. Yes. So for me, I put I've been on YouTube for uh, a couple of years, but I haven't actively been on it. But I did some test videos on purpose of different categories, different content, and one of my videos I did for fun. I was like, let's see what happens with this. It's just a normal topic, a printer, for example, right? The printer has over five thousand hits right now and this every month is getting over a thousand views right now i'm like i just made a two minute video on a printer and like that printer didn't really you know how's that affect me it doesn't really it just it helps print so do you see that it's like it's because people are looking for help on that printer so whatever yeah. people are looking for help on that's the content you want to put out so exactly. it doesn't need to look good it doesn't need to be you know really anything but you're talking about how this printer can help someone right yeah. um so giving people solutions. Exactly, and like everyone's Googling stuff and uh, YouTube searching and Google likes your YouTube YouTube video, especially on that search. So when you start yeah. providing a lot of value based on content, like how to buy a home, how to sell a home, how to stage a house, how to de-state, declutter a house, how to anything, people are looking out there. And if you want to get specific in categories, topics, those things will come up quickly and you can become a top breaking uh, YouTuber on there. And the more value you create, there's, there's so many parts of the algorithm to in, put together, but by doing any part of it, it helps a lot more. And you can tell like you're gaining so quickly. You can actually see, when I look at your page, you can actually see which ones are gaining faster than the others. You can see what categories people are looking at and you can see the time on video. So you learn more about what people, your, your audience wants from yeah. you. So then you and, can start focusing more on that. Yeah. And I can talk to you about that too. Looking at your page, I have ideas for you to make it even faster. Fantastic. Like, talk about how, like those different categories, topics that you should accelerate more content on those topics and it'll help you grow quicker. And you know, this is something I really appreciate because we build a community and everyone's there supporting each other, right? Mm -hmm. Seeing each other's growth. And then you now saying, you know what? I got some ideas for you. This is fantastic. 
you know, we're helping each other to grow and succeed. Exactly. And it, this, it's all about sharing. And right, right now, like we're on Facebook Live, YouTube Live, we're on our, our real estate hackathons. We're sharing this all out there. And hopefully people will take this and use it for themselves to say, hey, this is a way to move forward. This is what I need to do to engage. And let me talk to everyone else, all the agents out there. They want to help each other. And they yeah. want Exactly. We want to help you too. We want to give you advice yeah. and show you what to do and just be out there. And number yeah. one thing I see from agents is they just need help motivating them to make a video. So our challenge yeah. for you today is like, make a video, post it, share it with us. Let's see what you got. And let's see, talk about anything you want to share. And I'm sure people are going to react to it really quickly. And you'll realize how fun it becomes because you're helping people see you. And, yeah. And yeah, let's do an official contest challenge. You know, we can post <laughs> this and then... <laughs> Let's we do that. come up with a plan because this is actually really motivating because not only that I'm here, you're here, we're here to support anyone, you know, wanting to do this kind of thing. Um, because when you do it by yourself and you're watching all those other videos, you don't know if you're doing something right. You don't know if you're wasting your time, but um, I have wasted my time, you know, but that was the only way for me to learn. Um, but I do have tips on how to just, cut through all that, you know, stuff that you didn't need to and just do it more of the right way. It is. And by people post your videos, post it to our group, share it with us and let's see what we can do. We could all give advice back, feedback and positive feedback on what exactly. you can do to improve your video. And by you doing it before when I first started my first videos, it took me one hour of editing for one minute of video. And that's on average the industry. But nowadays people are doing more, uh, more content creation more just documentation, right? So by yes. documenting, it's so much yes. easier. I can make this whole hour video and upload it in 10 minutes and I'm done for the day. Yes. I don't have to exactly. sit there and edit everything out. It doesn't yeah. have to be perfect. I can screw up and blood, right? I can screw up. And it's just and that's part here. of it. That's part of the fun. I mean, I guess maybe the Blair Witch Project is a good example <laughs> yeah. where you just look at the camera going all over the place, but that's what made it feel more real. Exactly. And seeing the funny bloopers behind the scenes, if something's really personal, take it out. If something's private, take it out. But everything else, have fun with it, post it up, let people laugh and laugh at yourself and have fun. Enjoy it, right? And that's yeah, why you're doing it so quickly. I had someone comment on Instagram after they saw my video. They're like, this is great. Keep doing more videos. This really shows your personality, yeah. um, you know? So yeah, this shows personality. This is real. It's not, it's unedited. So people like that unedited, unplanned, exactly. Just talking about topics and just seeing what's going on and just hearing from each other live. It makes it so much better to connect and to catch up together. This is like my yeah. fastest way to catch up with you. Like I can call you, I can text you, I can email you, but it doesn't feel the same. I can have doesn't a video conversation. Exactly. And now everyone can join us in the conversation together. They can leave yeah. feedback. We can talk about it. We can give each other advice. Yes, exactly. I, your I get to see your kids too. Yeah. That's way better, right? Is there anyone here who has any questions um, on, you know, their YouTube channel or what they want to build out and any, any tips? I'm here. I'm here. And Matthew is here as well. So exactly. We're about to wrap up, guys. But let us know if you have any questions on anything uh, about, you know, staging, real estate. You want to learn about YouTube, video, social media marketing. You know, you can reach out to Vanessa. She's killing it. Um, her number's down below. Her email's down below. And she's at Encore Staging Services in the Silicon Valley area. And she works throughout the Bay Area, helping great agents stage, show that, you know, and putting them on camera too. You're, you want to learn be on camera. You want to get your listing up and, you know, start working it and showing your clients what you guys can do as a team contact Vanessa about that, right? Yes, absolutely. I am here to help anyone um, seeking that kind of advice. And also just collaboration and partnership. So. 
Perfect. Yep. So everyone else, uh, feel free to reach out. If you want to learn more, check out our interviews, our mastermind events, and more at youtube.matthewmod.com or join us on Real Estate Hackathon, and we'll talk to you guys soon. Thanks. Have a good day. Take care now. Bye. Bye, guys. Bye. Bye. <laughs> Say bye.